This gets all awkward. All right. So, um, so I have three questions. Yeah. I think I've got four or five written down. Sorry. I'll let you do the intro this time. Tanner, (coughs) make it good though, because if it's bad, I'm going to do do it. it. (laughs) Come on, Tanner. Act like you're trying to seduce the audience. (laughs) Welcome, baby. (laughs) No, finish. Keep going. I'm getting excited. Welcome to the G3 Podcast. Today we're going to do a Q&A for you guys. So we have a few questions that you guys sent in. Thanks for sending in your questions. Seth, if you'd yeah. like to get this thing started. All right, bet. Um, so somebody asked, uh, where, do we, where do you stand as far as cussing around your own children? Uh, all my stuff would be theoretical because I don't have a kid quite yet. Um, should around have Loki. one. Yeah, yeah, and he gets cussed at. <laughs> I was going to ask you, cussed at your dog. Cussed at and cussed with. Um, so I will pass this to Tanner since he actually has kids. Um, so, like, I would, I was raised a certain way. So, like, we, we weren't allowed to have any cuss words. Like, we couldn't even say the word crap. We couldn't really say dang it. Like, stuff like that, bro. None of that was, that was hush hush. We couldn't say any of that. Um, but that was just because, like, we had a poll, like we've talked about our legacy before, like the niece name and stuff, right? So uh, having a dad as a pastor is one thing. So that kind of helps, like, I guess, nurture that uh, upbringing to where you can't say anything like that. But um, like me with my kids, I've kind of tried to do the same thing. Um, I'm not as good as my parents, obviously. Like I'm, I'm a little rougher than my parents. But I did, when I graduated, like high school, I went through construction and stuff. And that stuff's pretty rough most of the time. Um, so that kind of, I guess, pushed me a few steps backwards, if you will, from what I had learned growing up. But it's still something that I try to like uphold with the kids, especially while they're this little and they're vulnerable. You know what I mean? Because they're going to go, at some point, they're going to be saying what I'm saying and doing what I'm doing. Um, so I try to be careful with what I say. Um, but I feel like, like today in the world especially, like, dude, they're... It's like every other word is a cuss word, like on the radio or on a movie or in a, you know, a setting where you guys are all sitting down having dinner or whatever. So I don't think there's, excuse me, a way around it. Um, but it's just still like your job as the parent to try to like protect them from that while they're this little in this like vulnerable state. But as they grow older, they're obviously going to learn about it and figure it out. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with like sex everybody we talked about this multiple times like with little kids they're trying to push it on little kids really little kids and you're like dude are you kidding me dude i didn't know about that for a long time i figured like i figured out some of it before my dad told me but my dad gave me like the whole lowdown when i was younger and i was i feel like my and my dad and i talked about this like maybe i was too young to learn it because it freaked me out you know so it's like what what age is that too like the sex talk you don't know you know i think yeah. it's individually for each kid it's gonna be different so like just for me on the outside looking at chase you were raised differently than I was raised, but you turned out all right. I mean, you got a twitch, but you're good. You know what I mean? And like, it's nervous, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. But you're going to say, like, there's, I don't know. I feel like it's just all how you handle the situation, and it all depends on, the, like, each individual child. Um, so, like, I know, like, I've raised my voice with Wesley and with Katie. Katie's like, don't care, dude. You could be like, what are you doing? Nothing. Like, 
I don't care if you're yelling at me or not. But you yell She's at Wesley. Like, Chill, bro. He, yeah, he literally starts tearing up. Like he does not like loud. Like if you're getting loud, he's he starts like he's too soft. Like his heart's real soft. And this dude across the table is the same way. Yeah. So Seth used to be the same way when we were growing up. Dad would yell at me. Like he'd yell at me, and I'd kind of take like, yeah, it, was, it hurt my feelings, but it wasn't like a big deal. But if Seth got yelled at, he would start crying. Of course I would. Yeah, but that's just his heart's different. You know what I mean? So I think each child is individually different. Obviously, everybody's unique. So yeah. I think I've heard you yell at Katie once before, and she like just yelled back at you. Yes. Pretty funny. I was like, golly, dude, you're like two years old. Please yeah. stop. <laughs> Chill. I will say something that came to mind um, <coughs> as you were traversing through that question was uh, a study came out recently, actually, that was covering increased rapport with patients when you cuss around them. And obviously you have to read the room. If you have like Bible thumper Susan coming through the door, you shouldn't just lay down like the F bomb in the middle of a conversation. But if you have your normal everyday person come through the door and a lot of this does come down to reading the room, like getting a vibe for the person. But they found that therapists who cuss around their patients actually have like increased rapport, rapport being, uh, essentially a relationship you have a better relationship with them so i wonder if that kind of translates over to having kids my dad uh yeah we grew up slightly different yeah. uh, my parents cussed around me all the time uh, but it was expected of me not to reproduce those things mm -hmm. or replicate those things mm -hmm. um and, and it wasn't until i was like of driving age because we were working on my truck together and I hit my head on like the transfer case on the bottom of the truck. I went, Fuck. and my dad was like, yep, that shit hurts. <laughs> so I, I don't think that would have been the case when I was like five or six. Right, right, right. And I actually did get in a lot of trouble when I was in the third grade for saying the F word. Um, so yeah, I think like most things it depends. Yeah. And I don't think that I'm like any further behind than other kids who were raised differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll move uh, to the next question. Next question. Okay. Go ahead. Um, why, why do you guys think we haven't cloned humans yet? Like, we already kind of know the science is out there. We've already cloned sheep. People are talking about, like, being able to clone humans. Why do you think we haven't really done it yet? As far as I know, I don't think we've done it. So why, why would you think? I did or, some research on this the other day. Oh, nice, Danny. Okay, come on. So why have we not cloned humans? Uh, mostly, it's like, it's not... I don't think, quote, unquote, like, illegal, but it's unethical. And you know what's crazy to me is, like, I, I think I made the comment to you on, like, the group text that we have. is like, it's unethical for people that have, like, no morals. You know what I mean? And that's weird to me. So, like, people will break, like, let's kill babies. Let's do all this crazy stuff. Mm. But we're not going to clone a human because that's not right. I'm like, like, yeah, how I'm do like you, where's the line? You yeah. know what I mean? What is our definition of unethical? Yeah. <laughs> And so that's what uh, I was reading through that. And I was like, how is that weird? I'm going to get this fly, bro. I swear. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, where do you draw the line for like unethical, you know, and, and it's all, I'm looking for a word here that you may help me. It's kind of early this morning, but what's the word? It's like, so it's subjective to each human, right? So it's like your unethical is different from my unethical. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. I would go subjective. Subjective, subjective okay. was right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's subjective to each human being. So, why we haven't, mostly because I think most of the people think it's unethical, like as a baseline. And with everyone's ethics so different, and I'll, 
a lot of people tie ethics to some kind of like religious background um, or just things that inherently feel wrong. Like you see someone get shot down in the street and you're like, that just doesn't feel right. (laughs) So, and I think that has a role to play, but we don't have like this umbrella ethic that applies to everybody. Um, So it's hard to say whether something is ethical or unethical for everyone. I don't know. I think it would be kind of cool, like just for the science side of things, but at the same time, it's like you're dipping into it like God's bowl and you like, just need to stay out of there. Yeah, just anytime like, you start playing God, like it starts getting a little bit dangerous. Yeah, I feel but like. what is playing God? Like is is trying to find a cure for cancer playing God? You know? I see what you're saying. There's a lot. Yeah, like, like at what point do you yeah. draw the line? line? Yeah. Once again, it's subjective. Yeah. I think if he explicitly said it in the Bible, I knitted you together in your mother's womb, that's creation of a human being. That's a black and white thing. <laughs> Like, I don't think it is that. God doesn't white, say, though. "Oh, I guess." Yeah. If you want to give I it think a shot, you could go ahead. String a bunch of things together to make it black and white, but yeah. I think you could also string a bunch of things together to make it the opposite as well. Like that's, I mean, there's a couple instances where God talks about like knitting us in his in our mother's room, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that's something that only He could do realistically, like knit us together inside of our mother's room. That's yeah. that's His power. Yeah. But I think that with like where science is at and everything like that and everything like, I don't know, just kind of in that sort of general sense. And you have God telling us to be fruitful and multiply multiple times, you know, and everything like that. That doesn't mean do it to science. See, I understand that, but I don't think that it, I don't think that, so I, listen, I love the Bible. All right. I don't think that the Bible accounts for things that happen in modern day times a lot of the times. So I think that, I think that there could be some interpretation as far as reading a bunch of different things and then deciding eventually what you think about it. But I think that as far as like right now where I'm at, I don't think that I could just be like, oh yeah, curing cancer is playing God or it's not. Or cloning a human for the sake of doing research on a clone. You know, like yeah, I just is don't there a know a way to make like a liver function or something like that. Like, oh, you know, this person has terminal cancer in their or terminal heart failure or whatever and then you start you make a clone and you start making a heart and then you give it the same like stuff that happened to this person's heart and everything like that and then you kind of try to figure it out figure out what's wrong and try to figure out how to fix it and everything like that i think that's totally ethical i think it's completely justified to do that question real quick back up so you're saying that you should make a clone and then try to figure out the disease through the clone but not through the like the original human i think yeah honestly okay so So use the clone as a like a Testing dummy, yeah, kind of. yeah, and I think that that's kind so of what they're the, do, that's what they're doing. With now, sheep. is that ethical? Yeah, I think. <laughs> Does the clone have a heart? The clone because if they're a human being, like you have human rights would apply to them. I don't know if they necessarily have human. You rights can't just inject them full of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I understand that, but I'm I'm talking like, if the next question, man, I think that you could just have. A sack, Biologically a sack speaking, of they're skin-like human. Skin-like substance. Oh my! Right, God. a sack that's skin-like. Well, now you're sounding like too far. We're too far. Too far. <laughs> sack of it's just like, a clump of cells. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God! But it's got all functioning organs and everything inside of it as well. And like, I mean, obviously, I think that that's completely justified. And I think that getting to that point would be incredible oh, as far tricky. as our science is going. I think that would be awesome for science. Okay. So hold on a second. I want to put something in here real fast. Okay. So so far, we've asked two questions. <laughs> And both questions we've said are pretty much subjective to the to the individual, right? Yeah. So, like, Chase is obviously going to do things different. He's going to think differently than Tanner does. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, what I want to put into this podcast, what I feel like is going on here, is 
everybody needs to love everybody because everybody's opinions are going to be different. Everything that you're brought up, Chase is brought up is different for me. Tanner's brought up different. Seth's brought up different. There's only a few underlying things that have to happen, right? You have to know Jesus and you have to love people. But outside of that, you can believe, like, if it's not directly in the Bible, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, you can believe, oh, we can use a clone as a test dummy. Okay, well, I think that's dumb, but that's cool. Whatever, you, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And, like, Pastor Dad says, there's things that are gray. There are things that are black yeah. and white. Like, yeah. do not kill. Okay, right. check. Uh, but there are things, like, we talked, uh, tattoos, alcohol, things like that. There's not, like, a black and white yeah. answer in the Bible. Um, so don't go around hating people for and, their opinions. It's ridiculous. And Jordan Peterson does this thing, and I'm going to do it here. So we're asking the question, why aren't we all the same? And the question we should be asking is almost like the opposite of that. Like, we're not all the same, but how do we get? How do we still get along together? Yeah, with our differences. Yes. So we should be asking ourselves, like, what, uh, what path do we take to get along? Yeah, let me ask that another way. Um, We're asking right now, why aren't we the same? And the question I'm wondering is like, why aren't we all different? No, that's not right. (laughs) Wait a minute. We're going to have to cut this out. (laughs) This other question is more like, why? Okay, since we are all not, we're not all the same. Yes. How do we still get along? I yeah. think it's, it's I the think question. that it's by even though we're all different. Yeah, I think it's by sheer will and understanding that. I mean, everybody was raised differently. I would beg to. We've kind of talked about it before. If you were that, like, if I were, if I grew up as Chase with Chase's parents yeah. and played football in high school and got married and you know, if I lived Chase's life, I would think the same as Chase right now. Yeah, you know, and so I think that realistically, if you know that, I think you can get along with just about any all right anybody all right. You know, like if I, if there was like some homeless man that's a crack addict and I had his same life, I'd probably be a homeless crack addict. Like it's just because of the given the instance, if I grew up exactly the same person as them, if I would be that person. Hmm. So you're missing um, your whole life. You're putting a lot of. <laughs> One at a time, please. <laughs> Your whole life you're basing off of circumstances then, right? I think a lot of it is based on circumstance and environment, yeah. yeah. So I think I'd say like ninety percent of ooh. our lives are based on circumstance and environment. And then I'd say the <laughs> other ten percent I'd say the other ten percent is probably like what you choose to do. Mm. Realistically. Okay. So you're yeah, really saying everything's nature. So you're saying your environment and what you choose yeah. to do. So your environment essentially is ninety percent. And what you choose to do is another 10%. So I would put like what you choose to do as being part of nature. Maybe that's a little bit, or nurture, nurture. sorry. Maybe a little bit of nature. But you're essentially saying like the vast majority of how a person ends up being is due to uh, nurture, not nature. If that's the case, it's 90-10. Let's just say it's 90-10. I think that 10 could outweigh the 90 very quickly though because i'm huge on mental like your mindset like all the stuff that i do like business-wise and everything yeah it's different i have terrible like i could have sorry one second hold on so i could have terrible circumstances like there's people that we listen to that are public speakers or whoever right Mm -hmm. that grew up in the worst circumstances possible well the neighbor next door to them exact same circumstances let's say same street you know and they went off to be the homeless crack addict right but this dude's mind state guy number one 
his mindset was like, no, I'm getting out of here and I'm going to make something of myself. Yeah. He goes to be something completely different. So I think at some point, if you start paying attention to your 10% more than the 90%, if that's the number, that 10% could heavily outweigh your 90% very quickly. Yeah, I agree. And it's no longer 10. Yeah, I don't, and then I don't, it becomes the 90. Yeah, yeah. and I think, that, you know I, mean? I think that it's, I think by nature, like by who we are as humans, I think it's naturally given. It's like a 90-10 situation. And I think that if you don't ever invest in yourself in that sort of way, mm-hmm. it continues to stay a 90-10. And I think that a lot of people could change their lives if they decided that they, w- they woke up one day and yeah. realized, hey, yeah. I'm the one who is, for the most part, in control of my own life. I mean, like with the ten percent being nice, nice, with the ten percent being stronger than the ninety percent, it's like a. I mean, the whole time we were talking about it just now, I was thinking like the, the saying that you hear on job sites all the time: "Too many chiefs, not enough Indians." Preach. Everybody says, and so it's like, that's real life. It is, but like, think about it. You know, if you give the chiefs the power to control the Indians, of course, the ten percent is going to be stronger than the ninety percent. You know, but it needs the ninety percent to kind of project itself. You know, right. I don't know. I think there's, I think the balance is more even than you would think, uh, but I would tip it more in the scale of nature. So I'd give nature the the ability to tip the scale because, kind of like Tanner mentioned, you can have let let's even. God, that gets tricky. Two people from a very similar environment can turn out very differently. There's actually someone Absolutely. from we went to school with uh him and i came from similar like socioeconomic backgrounds both of our parents got divorced and we just totally like went off in two different directions so i wonder and that's very anecdotal and that's like that's a case number of one but i have to believe that it happens more than just once when two people come from a very similar environment but end up doing completely different things I think we went way off track, but but that was a pretty good one. So, so. next question, I guess. Um, you want to go ahead and just run through all four of these questions? I've still got two more. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, you guys question. are lucky. We're going to get four questions today. Right. What? Um, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you do today? If you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do I'd today? I'd clone myself. <laughs> <laughs> do surgery on yourself? Um, man, I'd probably spend God, this, like... Makes my chest hurt. <laughs> I'd probably just spend time with the family, like as much as you can. That's like at the end of the day, that's what mm. it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't know. Think about that. Is it Tim McGraw? It's like skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of that. I don't want to do any of that. I'd rather just sit at home. Oh man, um, family would definitely be right on. Family and friends, mm. I think. Um, which I think when you say family in these sit- situations, you can kind of assume that friends are part of that as well. Uh, the things I enjoy doing, I'd like to get one last good workout in, I guess. Uh, <laughs> He's going to go hit a PR yeah. on deadlift. <laughs> Ooh, All right, go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> well, if you're not going to have to worry about your body hurting tomorrow, you might as well hit that new PR. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Yo, kind of like that bear that ate an entire train load of cocaine. <laughs> Just like, what is my PR? Yeah, what is... <laughs> Uh, eat some good food. Um, hang out. My dog would be part of that, obviously. What are you making as your last supper? Oh. I'm thinking like so, chicken fajitas. <laughs> chicken fajitas. So there's a pizza from BJ's, BJ's Brew House. Have y'all eaten at one of those? There's one in Lubbock. If you're in Lubbock, go to BJ's Brew House. It's amazing. It's a pizza called the Great White. 
um, I'd have the great white pizza and I'd have something, it's called a pizuki. It's a fresh cookie in a, like a miniature pizza pan and they put like little scoops of ice cream on top and it melts in your mouth, dude. And it's, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced this, but you want to eat it slow. Why? Because you don't want it to go by too fast. <laughs> okay. You want it. You, I understand that. You want to savor it. Nope. So you put it in your mouth and you just like enjoy, thoroughly enjoy yeah. every bite. And I think that's pretty, um, that symbolizes how I lived my last day. Oh man. Good way. Well, tie it up, put a ribbon on top. I think they have those, those pizookies over at Casking Cork over here off of town square. So I tried it and it's not the same. Are you serious? I, yeah. I don't know. Just letting I don't you know. know. Anytime I see fresh baked cookie with ice cream on top, I'm all for it. But yeah. the pizookie no. still reigns king. Okay. <laughs> all right. cream. Next yeah. question. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, is torture ever ethical or justified? All right, let's go back to the last question, two questions before. So we're going to clone somebody and then start testing things on them. Unethical, Seth, I can't believe you. You know what else is unethical? <laughs> you getting text messages in the middle of the podcast and then popping up and distracting me. Bro, I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> no, I think, um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, yeah, <laughs> Chase is pumped. I'm kind of on the, on the fence because I don't want... I don't know if I'd be able to torture somebody ever. But let's just say somebody tortured Tanner for a long time. As soon as I got out and had like the freedom to do back what I could. Yeah. It'd be real hard not to turn the other like to turn the other cheek. Right. So you'd be like, dude, I've been in your basement for six years and you've been beating the crap out of me. Right. You're about to six die. Six years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you you never know. Movie, uh, what is it? Prisoners? Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. Prisoners with uh, uh it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and I think Hugh Jackman in it. It's really good. I, I'll give you like a little bit of a spiel. Like, I mean, I guess after we record, but like, I don't know. Unless you want me to talk about it now. No, because you're going to ruin it for somebody and they're going to hate our no, podcast. I'm just going to say there's a dude. There's a dude and his daughter gets abducted. Stop. So, <laughs> so I view this question similar to the one where we talked about uh, pushing one person over the ledge to save two people. Yep. And, and maybe I'm just on the other extreme of it than you are. And maybe the truth lies somewhere between us, but I let's pretend that let's give him a very generic name, Joe. Let's print it to pretend Joe either A knows about a bomb that's gonna go off and kill a bunch of people, or B knows someone that knows something about that bomb. So do the and the real question is here, do the ends justify the means? And I think if torturing one person to death or near death means that you get information to save more people's lives. I think it's justified. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But like I said, I may be on the other no, end no, of the no, spectrum. No, no. I, I do agree with you, but I think that, I think that torturing people in general is just, I don't think that, I, I mean, like you're, you're talking about, about con- like, don't contradict yourself because you're about to. Yeah, I probably will. Um, Life is full of contradictions, Tanner. I'm a walking contradiction, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, He's a ginger with a soul. Yeah, dude, exactly. That's the whole thing, man. Um, Barely graduated high school. You know how it is. Um, I think that... I think that... So you you ever heard of, like, the court cases and stuff where somebody dies or somebody, like, murders someone else and then, like, the, the family of the person who was murdered, like, forgives the person at the court case? Yeah. Dude, those, I think those stories are incredibly moving and I think that'll push the person who killed the other person to never do it again. I think that that's the way that our heart could work in the situation of like torture and things like that. I think it is, dude. I think that 
Tanner, stop making me that face, bro. Come on. Bro. <laughs> Come on, dude. Be honest with yourself. What if? I'm not saying all cases, but a lot of people that are in that like mental state that have, like killed somebody, to already be in that kind of a mental state, you have to be in a super dark place, right? Just somebody saying, oh, I forgive you. To somebody in that dark of a space, they're going to go, sweet, all right, cool. And they're it's gonna a slap go do on the wrist. Yeah, they're not going to do that. But I think that given the instance, it's kind of different. They need their big toe ripped off. Right. To be all their the fingernails wrist. taken off with needle nose pliers. Put some toothpicks underneath their fingernails and, and give them a nice little tap with a yes. hammer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I no. can't physically like see my, like I could not torture somebody. But I could totally pay somebody okay, so, to torture somebody. So let's pretend Justin here across the table <laughs> knows knows where Katie's at. And he's not giving up the information. Or you oh, know that no. he knows some, somebody <laughs> who knows where Katie's at. Yeah. And it's up to you. Like he was in holding for two days uh, at the oh, local sorry. police station. <laughs> no way. Oh, man. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, man. I would try. So... I'm you like, wouldn't like shoot him in the kneecap or no, something to no, find no. Katie? No, 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 no. I'd find Katie. But listen, bro. I'm like, so another deal that I'm kind of big on is like relationships with people. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like if you are good enough at like communicating and like relating to somebody and talking to them like as a human to human level, you could probably figure it out without having to do anything. But if they're sick enough to have like your daughter held up in a holding cell somewhere, they they, probably need to die. Are they, are they healthy enough (laughs) to come to that realization? Yeah. I don't know. Cause there's been some really messed up people that I've talked to and now they're like, you know what I mean? They're buddies of mine. It's like, just because they're like, my Tanner's alone. It was like real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like Tanner and NF. Yeah, basically real music. Um, but I've had the same thing like about <laughs> Seth. I've had heard the same thing about you. Like there's people that are just like way off the deep end and they're like, man, I'd do anything for Seth. Yeah. You know, I'd do anything for Chase. I'd do anything for Tanner or whatever. And you're like, man, you can relate to certain people and get it, get through their head without having to beat the crap out of them. You know what I mean? It's tricky. I don't think yeah. there's... I agree. I, th- I try to stay away from definitive statements or absolute statements like it's always okay to torture someone or it's never okay to torture someone and i think that brings us back to the binary bias like i do think the binary bias saying there's two ends of the spectrum and the truth lies somewhere in in the middle or in between so that would suggest that occasionally you are justified in torturing someone life is full of gray yeah it is and that wild. Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely going to get this information out of you. <laughs> bah, bah. All right. Is that all the questions? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> if you guys have any questions or uh, comments, concerns, just shoot us a message Instagram, Facebook. Text us, call us, email us, whatever you got to do. Just reach out to us. Let us know. Carrier pigeon. Yeah. Oh, that's my line. My bad. Smoke signal. Yeah, your smoke signal. Okay, okay. Just... <laughs> Start over. We're going to have to cut <laughs> this out. Get this man some breakfast. <laughs> yeah.